Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in today. There is so much stuff going on and so many ridiculous things going on. You know, I, I mean, Biden went out and made a speech at Howard University over the weekend. Probably one of the most hateful, angry, divisive, racist speeches I have ever given or I've ever seen given. And he always makes them in the form of, I'm the uniter. I'm bringing people together. I'm the I'm on the side of goodness and righteousness. Bullshit. This guy is evil. I think there's a demon inside this man. Seriously. I think it's more than dementia. I think it's a demon. Because I swear to God, he is out to destroy this country. And he's just got the, this evil look. It was an angry speech. It was a divisive speech. It was something that stoked racism to the max, to a black college at Howard University. Title 42 is over. And once again, the Biden administration is lying to you from Mayorkas all the way up and down the line about, oh, no, no, no. No, border, border crossings are down by over 50%. Another manufactured crisis, and then they bring out BS numbers to try to justify what they did and try to make themselves look like the good guy. They are masters at projection. They're masters at creating crisis. They're masters at being BS masters, right? They try to delegitimize de the Supreme Court every chance they can. I'm going to play one clip from that today. We're going to cover quite a few things, actually. And, of course, white supremacy. I mean, we got to make sure that everybody knows about white supremacy because white supremacy is everywhere. It's on your street corner. It's, it's Your neighbor could be a white supremacist. Your boss. Your employee. Somebody. Everybody out there. It's so rampant that it's the greatest terrorist threat in the country is white supremacy. That's what Biden said. So it must be true because everything Biden says is true, right? We're going to unpack quite a few things. Hey, but before, before we go there, let me just say, please, please give me a follow on Rumble, okay? It's really easy. If you're watching this right now, just hit the follow button right down below. It helps a lot. And, you know, the more people that, that follow of like mind, we should support each other, right? So the way you can support and get this word out to more people and make sure that more people see this video is to go ahead and follow me on Rumble. That's rumble.com slash the Nun Report. If you're just listening on the podcast, rumble.com slash the Nun Report. Or you can you can and, and by the way, all the podcast channels, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, I'm on, I'm on all of them. Or if you're watching on Rumble, it's really easy right now. If you're watching the video, it's just click follow right down there. Anyway, all right, so we're gonna move on. We're gonna jump right into it. Biden was a given a a uh, honorary doctorate from Howard University. And, you know, I mean, this happens all the time. I mean, people get honorary doctors. I guess he's a doctor now along with his wife, Jill, who's also a pretend doctor. So now they can pretend to be doctors together. Maybe they'll play doctor. God, I hate to think about the prostate exam. That's just disgusting. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, I think I did. Ugh. I apologize, okay? Don't get a visual on that. It's disgusting. Um, you have Joe Biden here. He is beyond salvation, this man has sold his soul quite obviously, and he is done as a human being. So he's now in the last stages of his life. He's out there collecting honorary doctorates. But not only do they give him an honorary doctorate, the crazy part is the reason why. And so if you check this, I mean, 
these people, they're, they're, they're either like total kiss asses or they're, um, or they're, they're, they're crazy, right? I mean, you, you can't possibly think this. Howard University's criteria for Biden's honorary degree draws mockery as mental fitness question, do you think? This is why they gave him his honorary doctorate. Admired for your sound analytical intellect. Don't laugh. <laughs> okay, laugh. Um, and open embrace for all. So admired for your sound analytical intellect and open embrace for all. And then he proceeds to give one of the most divisive, hateful, angry, racist speeches ever given. Because, you know, he's, he openly embraces everyone except those that don't agree with him. And of course, black people, because he hates them too. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Biden is the ultimate racist. It's ironic. He's been, he's been a racist for his entire life, his entire political career. There, there's dozens of comments out there, and we're going to play some. And he gets up there on a, on a podium at a black university and talks about white supremacy. Pathetic. Your popularity on both sides of the aisle of the United States. I, I must have missed something because I didn't think he was popular on the right side of the aisle. Um, led to your illustrious reputation and outstanding service of 36 years as a Democrat senator from Delaware, beginning at a tender, oh so tender age of 29. Oh so tender. Do you want to hear it in, in real time? Because it, it makes it even funnier. Check this out. The Honorable Joseph R. Biden Jr., revered statesman and committed champion of justice. Gracious guardian of humanity, noble patron of peace, you stand in truth, power, integrity, and are blessed in the glory of God. You are number one on the global stage as the 46th president of the United States, a magnificent commander-in-chief, expertly leading America in making monumental innovations and passing legislation to improve the quality of life for all. Moreover, you stand firm and focused in achieving productive results and significant solutions born of a sincere, a sincere desire to leave an awesome legacy for our beloved nation. Admired for your sound analytical intellect and open embrace of all, your popularity on both sides of the aisle of the United States led to your illustrious reputation and outstanding service of 36 years as a Democratic Senator from Delaware, beginning at the tender age of 29. I hope I hope you didn't laugh so loud that you could actually hear what was said. Uh, so Joe Biden's a man of integrity, and and uh, he's loved by both sides of the aisle, and he embraces everybody. He's a wonderful person. So so wonderful that he repeated this lie. After being no longer being vice president, I became a professor at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. <laughs> He repeats this lie again because that's what Biden does. He's such a braggart and a bogart. He has no real accomplishments in life other than being a kiss-ass politician. So all he, so he always he makes up this this life about what a great guy he is and how wonderful he is and all of his accomplishments. He was a honorary professor. He received one million dollars and did not teach one single class. I bought that job. Give me a million bucks, man. I'll be an honorary professor and I'll never come out to your university. Give me a million bucks. Oh, but I'm not. That's right. I'm not a politician in the United States. I'm not, I don't have control to like reward you with favors. My family's not, 
powerful. We're not elite. We're just peasants. So they wouldn't get. They probably wouldn't give me a million bucks to to have an honorary degree and, and speak to their people. And then it got really, really angry and really, really strange. Um, one more before we go there, because uh, he also talked about, of course, uh, banning AR-15s again. So, but this clip, this gets really strange. This is where he. Now keep in mind, he's at a black university. Okay, Howard University. It's their commencement address. He's given the commencement speech. And he brings up, the, the little clip has been played. A lot of you have probably heard it where he talks about white supremacy being the greatest terrorist threat to the United States. The greatest domestic terrorist threat is white supremacy. You, we've all seen that. This is what precluded it. This is what preceded it, I, I, I should say. That, to put it in context, the entire thing was meant to motivate racial divisiveness. He's talking to black people, telling them how white people are horrible and racism will never go away. Racism is never going to stop. You've been fighting it your whole life. And there are people in this country that are out to get you. In fact, the greatest threat to you as you graduate from college today are white people. And don't forget it. I'm the president of the United States. And I'm telling you, white people are the greatest threat to your future. Hate them. Hate them. That was the message. Why don't we listen to Biden give it? We know that American history has not always been a fairy tale. From the start, it's been a constant push and pull for more than 240 years, between the best of us, the American ideal that we're all created equal, and the worst of us, the harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. It's a battle that's never really over. It's never over. But on the best days, enough of us have the guts and the hearts to stand up for the best in us, to choose Love over hate, <laughs> unity over disunion, progress over retreat. To stand up against the poison of white supremacy, as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland, is white supremacy. White man is out to get you. You got to hate the whitey. Whitey is bad. Whitey is bad. And what's interesting about that is is where where are all these white supremacists? I, we we keep saying that you know that we keep hearing, I should say that you know the FBI is is tracking more domestic terrorists than ever before because they redefine what what the left does, what the extreme commie Democrats do is redefine terms to meet. What they want. That's why the word racism doesn't really mean much anymore because it describes everybody. Anybody who doesn't agree with them is a racist. Anybody who doesn't agree with them is a bigot. Anybody, they're talking about half the damn country. I'm sorry, but half the country is not racist. Half the country are not bigots. Just because I happen to support Donald Trump and I want to make America great again, 
But that's how they define white supremacy. You see, because you and I, we're, we're, we're normal people, right? We, we can have critical thought. We don't try to, uh, you know, define people by their color or their creed. We accept people. So you'd think white supremacists, I mean, I'm scared to go to the grocery store because there might be a white supremacist terrorist attack. And many of you, like me, are probably like, well, where are all these white supremacists? I don't, I don't see them. And where's the violence? I don't, I don't see this. You know why? Because you are the one. You're the white supremacist. You are, I am. Anybody who doesn't think like them or act like them or buy into their bullshit is a white supremacist. Anybody who supports Donald Trump or is a MAGA Republican, extreme MAGA Republican, excuse me, in a Democrat's eye, in a liberal's eye, in a progressive's eye, in an extreme commie Democrat's eye, you and me are the white supremacists. That's why we don't see them, because you see, we are them, according to the Democrats. Got a little excited there. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't think I was going to, but there is. Oh, and oh, and by the way, he didn't just bring that up because they were because he was at a black college. He made sure to point that out. Fortunately, there was one. <laughs> this is savage, and I, I, I've seen this in enough places and seen it fact checked in enough places that I think this was real. I don't think this was photoshopped. Um, he takes his his hat upside down. Biden and Harris don't care about black people. And they don't. Well, take that back. Every four years they care to get their votes. I don't know why they keep voting for them. But the fact is, you know, if there was white supremacy, that would mean that white people are out there committing all the crimes, right? No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Interracial violent crime incidents. This is 20,000 or 2018. 20,018, man, I would love to live that long. I don't think the earth is going to be here. Majority of crimes are black on white, obviously. Uh, black on Hispanic also. But let's focus on white on black crime, which happens to be the lowest number out there other than Hispanic on black. White on Hispanic. White people <laughs> commit more crimes against Hispanics than they do black people. But the vast majority of crimes are committed by people of color on Caucasian. Now, I'm not saying this, to point out that they're that they're worse in any way, or that this is that, that they're they're somehow bad, but these are the real numbers, and it should actually be higher because if if you were to look on a per capita, there's more there's more white people than there are people of color in the country. You would think that per capita, no, no, no. You take a per capita number, it's going to be even worse. It'll be less crime of white on black and more of black on white if you went per capita. This is the total number. So I'm having a really hard time buying into this whole white supremacy argument, and so should anybody else who has the ability to exercise critical thought. And, and I used to think that most people in this country would, but see, the Democrats, they, this, what Biden just did right there was extremely insulting to black people. I can't believe, I can't believe it. But their job is to keep them fearful and they are indoctrinated throughout their entire lives to believe that whitey is bad. <clears throat> Please, 
if somebody's got all these examples of white supremacist terrorism, let me see them. Maybe they're talking about these whack jobs. Well, before we go there, before we go there. So I told you that Joe Biden is a racist, and I stand by that. I've done entire shows on the fact that Joe Biden is a racist. He's the racist in chief. He's always been a racist. He always will be. It's ingrained in his soul. And now he's got a demon inside of him. And so it's even worse. And the press just gives him a pass every single time. I don't, I don't know why our, our, our legacy media, they just are so, I mean, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. If you want to find out what's really going on out there, find yourself some podcasts to follow. Get on Twitter and follow some of the news that's on there. Check out some foreign news sources, including Al Jazeera or even the China Times. But get away from the United States legacy media propaganda machine. They are nothing but an arm of the left-wing Democrats and the extreme commie Democrats agenda. If you believe what's on any of the legacy media outlets here, you... I am sorry to say, actually not sorry. You're the problem. You're the problem. Get outside your box. Get outside your bubble. Get outside your your TV room with your couch. Get the potato chips out of your hand and the beer and go experience the real world. Educate yourself. Learn. Don't live your life off of headlines and titles. Dig into the meat and potatoes and find out what the hell's going on out there. Joe Biden, the racist in chief. I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. You got the first sort of mainstream African American yeah. who is articulate and bright Biden recalling his early Senate career, bringing up two segregationist senators, Herman Talmadge and James Eastland, who called African-Americans an inferior race. I was in a caucus with James O. Eastland, Biden said. He never called me boy. He always called me son. At least there was some civility. We got things done. The senators that he is speaking of with such adoration are individuals who made and built their reputation on segregation. The Ku Klux Klan celebrated the election of one of them. Using the word boy in the way he did uh, can cause hurt and pain. And we need a presidential nominee and leader of our party to be sensitive to that. My Democratic colleagues don't like me saying this. I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the Negro, good for the black. Other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've, I think they've changed their mind. As also noted, Robert C. Byrd was a parliamentary library, a keeper of the institution of the Senate, and he was the institution itself. For a lot of us, he was a friend, and he was a mentor, and he was a guy. 1987, he bragged about getting an award from George Wallace. Biden bragged about an award from the notorious segregationist Governor George Wallace and told the Philadelphia Inquirer, I think the Democratic Party could stand a liberal George Wallace, someone who's not afraid to stand up and offend people. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. 
with incredibly different attitudes about different things. They're going to put you all back in chains. Biden was remarking to an audience in South Virginia that included hundreds of black voters. Hey, and Haiti just quietly sunk into the Caribbean or rose up 300 feet, it wouldn't matter a whole but lot. The reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. One thing Biden is... Eight minutes. That video, that super clip is eight minutes. I'm going to drop it. I'll put it on my, uh, my, my Twitter and my Facebook so you can check out the full eight minutes if you want. It's disgusting. It's a good thing he had a black woman to stock his grocery shelves during COVID so he could campaign from his freaking basement. If that's not white supremacy, then what is? Thinking that your race, because you're white, is supreme to others that are not white. That's the definition of white supremacy, okay? Let's not, remember, the Democrats love to change definition of words and make them mean things that they don't and apply them to mass swashes of society. But the reality is, Joe Biden believes that as a white male, he is superior to people of color. And he's said it many times throughout his career. Joe Biden is the white supremacist. Joe Biden is the racist. Joe Biden is the asshole in chief running this country into the ground. And the people who get behind him and vote for him, knowing this, knowing this, they know who he is. It's no secret. But orange man, bad. Orange man, bad. So we got to put this guy in office. Another little super clip. White supremacy. White supremacy. White supremacy. White supremacy. White supremacy. White supremacy. White supremacist. White supremacist. White supremacist is the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. The president yesterday uh, at his commencement address uh, for the Howard University graduates called white supremacy uh, uh, the, the major domestic terror threat in this country. Is that correct? Uh, it tragically is. You know, um, in the terrorism context, domestic violent extremism is uh, our greatest threat uh, right now. Individuals are driven to violence because of ideologies of hate, uh, anti-government sentiments, false narratives, personal grievances and like. And regrettably, we have seen a rise in white supremacy. And the principle underlying our work is that when one community is targeted, Jonathan, when one community is targeted, we as a country are targeted. What is this rise in white supremacy? Please show it to me. Repeat a lie, make the lie big enough, bold enough, and repeat it often enough that your followers will start to believe it. They've got that one down. They've got that one down. The party is spreading hate and division. The real fascists in this country, the real racists and white supremacists in this country are the extreme commie Democrats. And I will argue that to the end of, the, end of time. Or oh, maybe, wait a minute. 
Maybe they were talking about these guys. Why are the police escorting them? I mean, look at these idiots. They, they got, all right, this is, <laughs> these, these, these proud, these America proud guys. Um, they're, they're not real, right? I mean, nobody believes that these people are real. This is, here's, here's what I think. And um, but, uh, check this out. I mean, one more. Let's just, I'm going to uh, play one more clip here. Just, just to, I mean, look at these guys. They're, they're clowns, right? They're carrying, they got shields. Look at them. They all cover their face. They're wearing the same uniform. Joe Rogan did a segment on this. All their American flags are in distress. This is like a complete caricature of what a liberal might think a white supremacist is. The Patriot Front, no one knows who these guys actually are, but they show up every once in a while. And coincidentally, as Biden was sitting there calling half of America white supremacists, and giving a completely divisive, angry racist speech at Howard University. Coincidentally, these guys marched through Washington, D.C. for an hour. And as they ended their march, this is this is how it ended. So, so I mean, <laughs> you cannot make this. Well, actually, you can make this stuff up. It's written like a movie, right? This was the, as they're moving around, check this out. Going down into a subway and you, and. And the police aren't letting anybody follow them. So tell me, what kind of protesters, especially if they're white supremacists, if they're some sort of radical fringe group, gets a police protective detail to follow them on their marches, stop people from interfering with them, no counter-protest at all. Nobody finds out about these things until they happen. They just spontaneously happen. Nothing leaks out. There's no counter-protesters. There's no news. The police give them an escort. <laughs> I mean, nobody takes this serious. Nobody on the right takes these. We don't. No one even knows who they are. Here's, here's a theory. It's actually, my, my wife talked about this, and, and I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to give her credit for it. Is... You know, a lot of people say, oh, feds, feds. And yeah, definitely. I mean, these people are all fit. They look like they're military. They, they look like they're paramilitary. They're all obviously pretty fit-looking guys. Pictures that you've seen of them getting arrested in different places in the country where they don't take their masks off. They don't take their gloves off to put on the zip ties. They don't do anything. They're completely staged, completely staged. But that doesn't mean they're feds. And rather than saying they're feds, my wife, she's like, hey, Man, these people, and I, I'm tending to kind of go this direction. These are leftist activists. These are people that are put up, and somebody's financing these people. Somebody's giving them money. Somebody's flying them around the country. Somebody is organizing these events to happen, and they coincidentally happen around other things like Joe Biden giving one of the most divisive, racist, angry speeches in history at Howard University. So... They're left-wing activists and they're funded by who knows who, but they're out there to agitate and to give leftists 
a target, to give Democrats a target. See, see, those are the white supremacists. Those are the bad guys. Look at them, look at them. I think it's a setup. I think it's a setup by the left. Who knows, man? Maybe George Soros is behind this. Maybe the CIA is behind this. I mean, the point is, these are hired actors. This is not a serious organization. It's not. I mean, how, how, you know how I know they're not serious? Because of this. <laughs> All right. That was satire, by the way. Just so you don't know. I'm not saying that they drink Bud Light, although they probably do. Anyway, that's where I, that's, that's as far as I'm going with that, man. Uh, those boys the Patriot Front or whatever the hell they call themselves. Uh, moving on to the weird segment of the show because it is truth, freedom, and weirdness. So we're going to get weird here for a minute. And the fact, the, the problem is, is all of the weirdness here is true and unfortunately somewhat predictable. So the Transformers, I don't know if, if any of you have been paying attention to that, but they are now woke too. The Transformers are no longer badass uh, people. Uh, even Megatron has become... Uh, very woke. He uses pronouns with people and he's very sensitive to people's feelings. Um, and, but, but I mean, why, let me just, let me play one clip here. There's lots of them out there. All right. But here's Megatron, you know, talking about uh, feelings. Of course. Um, Morgan, can you switch? Pronouns. Uh... Nightshade's pronouns are they, them. He or she just doesn't fit who I am. My apologies. Please switch their piece. Now, the plan. But I guess this really shouldn't be a surprise because trans is in their name after all. Transformers. Get it? So it was just a matter of time before Megatron came out and became woke. They just ruin everything, and it's all in the name of, all in the name of indoctrinating the children. Every bit of it. The drag queen story hours, the pronouns, the, the critical race theory being taught in schools, and cartoons turning woke. This is what we've become, people. This is what America has become. Now, this one was, this was a joke. This was the best joke I've heard in a long time. I laughed my ass off when I heard this one. And Frank, you know, this president doesn't, is not afraid uh, to be really honest. <laughs> oh no, man, this president's not afraid to be honest. He's the most honest. <clears throat> He's the most honest president we've ever had. Joe Biden, man, Halen, man, they should build statues and shit. And of course, Kamala Harris, who often makes the cut. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been. You know? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened? by what has been. What we can see, what we believe can be, unburdened by what has been. What can be, unburdened by what has been. All right, I've had enough, man. Uh, uh, man, what do you think, Clint? What a load of shit. 
Thanks, Clint, man. He doesn't weigh in very often, but when he does, you know he means it, right? There's a real American badass right there. Patriot. Clint. Mother effing Eastwood. All right. Moving along now, um, we're going to jump into the border and what's going on down there and some of the lies that are being told there as well because why well we always got to tell lies that's what we are we're the the biden administration we're the extreme commie democrats and this is what we do we lie and we're damn good at it we're gonna just keep doing it over and over and over again i'm gonna start by something that's actually very disgusting something that uh i can't even believe that is happening we are displacing american veterans in housing making them leave so that we can make room for illegal aliens that have come into this country under the Biden regime that Biden has promoted and allowed to come in and invade our country. So we're going to kick the veterans out, people who serve this country, actual American citizens. We're going to kick them out of housing and give that housing to illegal aliens. On top of that, we have... uh, just regular people who reserve rooms at hotels for events that their reservations are being canceled so that they can put illegal aliens in there instead. We're housing illegals over Americans. This is some messed up shit. Man, I tell you, check it out. North of the city, the Crossroads Hotel in the town of Newburgh, New York, evicting some homeless veterans to make room for asylum seekers. And then you had a couple about to get married, getting a very unwelcome surprise. Lydia Hu, Fox Business, is live in Newark. Newburgh, rather, sorry. Can't be good for business. Lydia, hello. Hey there, Bill. That's right. Not good for business. This couple from Florida tells me that their wedding is next month, but they're already getting word from the hotel that hotel rooms that they had booked for their guests is already going to be canceled. That couple, as you can imagine, now scrambling to make alternative accommodations. And 20 homeless veterans were evicted from temporary housing last week to make room for 60 migrant males that are being sent from the city to here, Orange County, New Well, leave it to New York, man. They're paying these hotels probably more money. They're kicking out veterans and bringing in the illegals. And New York taxpayers are footing the bill. Sanctuary city after all. By the way, I hear the mayor of New York is talking about revoking (laughs) their sanctuary status. Now Now that it's actually, oh, it sounded good until they actually started to come here. No, 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 stop. Go away. We don't want you. Yeah, they're going to revoke. He's talking about revoking their their uh, sanctuary status. And uh, I just find that funny as hell, man. Um, I hope that some of you do. Some of you do, too. Uh, my orcas came out and, and, of course, had this to say. And, and I've got a few things to say in response. Check it out. So we have seen, I think, approximately 6,300 uh, on Friday and about 4,200 yesterday uh, by the United States Border Patrol, and we saw over 10,000 before the end of Title 42 earlier uh, last week. Okay, let's assume that his numbers are true and honest, 
and correct because everything that this administration puts out is true and honest and correct. Um, even if that's true, there was a massive surge before Title 42 expired because, because they were worried that they weren't going to be let in. And so more people pushed across. Now we're back to the numbers that were already happening before the surge. But here's what, here's what the Biden administration does. And, and they do this, it doesn't matter whether it's gas or inflation or numbers crossing the border. By the way, these numbers crossing the border are completely off. Multiply that by four and you've got a more accurate number. We've all seen the videos. We've seen what's going on. We've heard the, the, the interviews with actual border patrol agents and sheriffs that are down in those locations. We've seen what's going on in El Paso and Brownsville. All right, it's out of control. It's absolute chaos. It's an invasion of this country. But even if, even if his numbers were true, we're talking, what, 4,000? He said, about oh, 5,000 a day. <laughs> How many is that? A month? 150,000? 150, 150, <laughs> Best case? Ay, ay, ay. I mean, and look at this, man. I wish he'd shave his eyebrows. They creep me out a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him off the screen. I can't, <laughs> I can't just, I can't do his eyebrows like that. Um, they're full of shit. All right, but like I was saying, so gas prices. It, what this administration does is they create a crisis, and then they solve it by lowering the numbers. So gas prices went through the roof because Biden declared war on the fossil fuel industry. Gas prices went through the roof and then they released a ton of our strategic reserves and claimed victory for bringing gas prices down about 30%. Well, they're lower than they were at their peak. Yes, but they're still twice as high as they were when you took office, asshole. Inflation. Oh, yeah, inflation's 9%. Ooh, that's pretty freaking bad, right? Hey, but, hey, but we're... <laughs> through policies of their own. They created the crisis. Inflation was 9%. And then they claimed victory because it's now 6%. It's still four times higher than when you took office. So they create the crisis. They create this massive number that's unrealistic. And you know what this does? It creates a new acceptance of reality among a lot of people. It creates a new normal, so to speak. It's a new, it was so crazy before, but hey, look, we fixed it. Yeah, but it's still far worse than it was when you started. Same thing with the border, okay? In 2018, 400,000 encounters at the border. 2021, 1.6 million encounters at the border. 2022, 2.3 encounters at the border. But hey, it's less now than it was last week. So yay, we win. Look at where our plan is working. Aren't we awesome? And unfortunately, there's a segment of this country that buys that bullshit. There's a segment of this country that will say, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Look at how great Biden is. Look at how great their policies are. <laughs> if 
First of all, <laughs> I'm going to play this clip. First of all, I don't know why they're, they're letting this man on a bicycle, right? Unless they're trying to harm him. I, it, uh, why would you let this guy on a bicycle? But um, he puts on his aviators and his helmet, and uh, he's up there, of course, once again in Delaware doing his thing. Um, vacationing, which is which he is forty percent. By the way, forty percent of the days Biden has been in office, he's been on vacation. I want the job where I can be on vacation forty percent of the time, and have the taxpayer pay for it. <laughs> What's he doing up there, man? I bet his doctors are getting him straight, right? He has to go up there on vacation all the time so his doctors can get him right in the head, maybe a little bit. Anyway. Secretary Mayorkas said this morning that the numbers at the border have gone down since Title 42 was lifted. Are you confident that the numbers have peaked, that they'll continue to go no, down? Look, they are. They have gone down. My hope is they'll continue to go down. But we have more, a lot more work to do. And we need some more help from the Congress as well in terms of funding and legislative changes. We need help from Congress in funding. You know what they want the funding for? They want the funding to increase the capacity down at the border, to increase the holding facilities, to increase the processing abilities, to bring more people into the United States faster and more efficiently. That's what he means when he says, we need help from Congress for funding. You know what? Talk to Congress about building a wall. Talk to Congress about actually closing the border. They'll give you funding. But if you're going to just talk to the to, to the House about bringing more people in faster, and you need you need money to do that, they're going to tell you to, and rightfully so, they're going to tell you to pound sand. All right, don't fall off that bike. I don't wish ill will on anybody. Please, don't fall over. Stay upright. President Obama's uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary had this to say. This was in 2019. Uh, Jay Johnson, and he, by his estimation, 1,000 1, encounters per day overloaded the facility. And Mayorkas and Biden are bragging about five to 6,000 a day, and it was as high as 10. Our system simply cannot handle this. And by the way, if you want to find out some great, if you, if you want to hear some great ideas and thoughts on immigration in this country and the border, and you want to hear some great ideas and thoughts about what's going on in Ukraine, as well as the debt ceiling and some other things, there's a show dropping I did. I recorded it with Joe Kent, who's in the Washington State Congressional 3rd District. He's running. He's a real American first patriot. He's a special forces veteran. He's a uh, former field operative for the CIA and a national security, uh, or excuse me, uh, foreign policy advisor. He was a foreign policy advisor for President Trump. On Wednesday, at Wednesday, 2 o'clock Pacific, I'm going to be dropping that video and that podcast. <sighs> Believe me, this is something you want, do not want to miss. Okay. But anyway, uh, Obama's DHS secretary had this to say. Check this out. My staff will tell you if it was under 1,000 apprehensions the day before, that was a relatively good number. And if it was above yeah. 1,000, it was a relatively bad number, and I was going to be in a bad mood the whole day. On Tuesday, there were 4,000 apprehensions. I know that 1,000 overwhelms the system. I cannot begin to imagine what 4,000 a day looks like. So we are truly in a crisis. 
Well, you don't need to imagine anymore because 4000 a day is the minimum nowadays that's coming across. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The American Heritage Foundation is, is doing an interesting uh, thing. And, and look it up, please. And I will drop the link. Well, I already have. Actually, the link to the article and the information is on my Twitter, mm-hmm. at The Nun Report, or on Facebook, at The Nun Report. Also, everywhere is at The Nun Report. I got a unique name, and I was able to get that. Everywhere you go, just go at The Nun Report, and you will find me, including rumble.com slash The Nun Report. Click the follow button. But they did this. They track the cell phone usage. So all the NGOs that help these, so the aliens come across, um, they get released into the country by immigration or they come across and they're they're undocumented. And the, all the NGOs, the outfits that give them all this stuff, including cell phones, all right? A lot of cell phones. And so everybody gets a cell phone. Um, it's like Oprah. You get a cell phone. You get a cell phone. Everybody gets a cell phone. They're pulling cell phones out of their ass from underneath the seats. But... What they did was interesting. So they did, did, did geo-tracking, you know? I mean, you can track cell phones wherever they go. And the article on it is great. I, I really suggest you read it and go there and check it out, Heritage Foundation, or I'm going to drop, I also have the links on my socials. You're going to want to check it out and read it because, whew. but what it did, and this was in January of this year, is it created a map. And where do these cell phones go? From the time that they are in the, the processing facilities down on the, the border, and you can see the mass majority of it is in Texas, but from the time they they are given to these illegals at the processing facilities, where do they go over a 30-day time period? And this is where they go. This is incredible. It's a massive human trafficking operation this is an invasion. If this is not an invasion, I don't know what is. We are moving millions, not hundreds, not thousands, millions of people from other countries to all parts of the United States. Poor Texas, man. Look at them. They're, they're screwed. But it, but it doesn't escape anywhere. So this again, these are these are cell phones that were given to illegals as part of their welcome package in the United States. I think they got Pez dispensers too, a couple of things of candy. And this is where they went over. Uh, this was in January, so over a one month period of time, all these cell phones were tracked, and that gives a visual of where they went. For people who are more analytical and the visual doesn't do the thing for you, all that information, again, is in the article. I would check it out. Um, I should do a newsletter. I should post this stuff up so it's on a newsletter format and people can get there. Uh, I know Dan Bongino does that. I don't mean to copy him too much, but, you know, hey, why reinvent the wheel, man? The guy is rocks. The guy rocks. He's done great. And um, so I have my own twist, and I've got guitars in the background, and and I do different things. But... uh, but Dan Bongino, man, watch his show almost every day. I suggest you do too. 6.3 million illegal border crossings since Joe Biden took office, and it's on the rise. Fiscal year to date, 
Okay. So this is since the end of October. So November 1, beginning November 1, because the fiscal year ends at the end of October. So beginning November 1, 1, 1,223,067 border encounters. That's up 15% from 2022. 114% from 2021. From 2018, which this doesn't which this doesn't show, but I looked it up at this time in the fiscal year of 2018, 680% is up. Our border is not secure. Our government is not serious. And our media is a propaganda machine for the left. Plain and simple. Here's the none better take of the day. President Biden went out to a black university, Howard University, and gave the most divisive, angry, hateful, and racist speech I have ever seen. This man is hell-bent on dividing this country along racial lines, along monetary lines, any way he can, sexual lines or sexual orientation lines. Those change all the time. It's hard to follow those lines, man. They're like this. What's your sex? Oh, I don't know, man. It's going all over the place. That's what we're living in right now. And we've got a extreme commie Democrat party that wants to use that to keep people in fear, to keep people scared. He went out there and told this black university that white people are bad. He basically said white supremacy, well, he, not basically, he did say white supremacy is the greatest terrorist th- domestic terrorist threat that we face. Okay, where is this white supremacy? See, that, that's the thing, is, is the white supremacy, you know what the white supremacy is? Anybody that doesn't agree with them. That's you, me, half the country. They like to redefine words, They like to create crisis and claim victory, whether it's gas, inflation, border. Let's bring them to outrageous numbers. And then when we bring it down a little bit, we'll claim victory and say, look how great we are. And in the process, create a new normal. I'm not okay with that. I did want to bring up one more thing today. And that is Daniel Penny, a hero. A, you remember, there used to be a thing called the Good Samaritan Law, you know? Doesn't seem to exist much anymore, especially in, in commie states like New York. So he, he was arrested. He gave himself up for a so-called chokehold or whatever. Anyway, there's a legal defense fund. Uh, GoFundMe, Daniel underscore Penny. Make sure, if you'd like, I mean, don't make sure. If you'd like, you can go there and donate over $2.2 million as of the recording of this show to his legal defense fund. And this is amazing. This is great. This guy's a patriot, man. He's a Marine. He's a veteran. He was just trying to help out. He was tired of the, he was tired of what the Democrats have allowed to happen in our cities. He's tired of the permissiveness. He's tired. He, he finally got tired of it and he did something. He protected people who are being threatened, including himself. And for that, Alvin Bragg, the same 
Attorney General going after Donald Trump, the same Democrat operative funded by George Soros. Press charges. Manslaughter. The guy faces a lot of prison time if convicted, and he probably will be in New York. But anyway, give, send, go. I think I said GoFundMe earlier. That's fucking wrong. Screw. <laughs> Screw GoFundMe, man. Give, send, go. Give, send, go. I'm correcting myself. I do make mistakes. This is live. I don't get retakes. Give, send, go. Over $2 million. Anyway, if you want to donate, you can donate there to the Daniel Penny Defense Fund. Any money that is not used, that is not used directly in his defense will be donated to mental health organizations in New York. Pretty cool. Anyway, hey, thanks for thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. If if you're just on the radio or any of the podcast channels, by the way, I'm on all the podcast channels, man. If if you if you don't have time to sit down and watch the video, you can listen to me on the go, and that would be at Apple, uh, Spotify, Amazon, uh, in, in any of the podcast stations. Just you, you'll find me. Check it out at the Nun Report. I'm on there. I'm also on. All the socials at the Nun Report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You can check into everything, one stop, one shop. I cannot make it any easier to get there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>